The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is... The 20th, I uh, repeat, the 20th of September, 2012. <laughs> tomorrow's, tomorrow's the equinox. That's, that's, I guess we got that going for us. And um, this is a quasi-live uh, version of, of Webcology. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO in Victoria, BC. And Dave, it has been a slow news week. Yeah, well, it, it, it's a isn't it a funny thing? Because when we talk about slow news weeks in the in the tech world, it's like, yep, there isn't as much going on as there always is. Uh, but then there's some major, you know, multi billion dollar deals <laughs> going down. So, um, but but you're right, there isn't there isn't quite as much going on as uh, as often there is. But there's uh, there's certainly some interesting uh, interesting stories coming up related to buyouts and keywords and. Um, you know, uh, just a just a few little tremors in our industry that uh, that create some big news, and I think if we look forward, um, some some really really interesting predictions that we can uh, we can start to make and and help you, our our valued listeners, um, sort of navigate these here choppy waters of uh, of SEO in the tech world, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, smooth it a little uh, or sail it a little more smoothly. Well, let's let's leave the keyword stuff to the last minute. Heaven knows Google did. Um. <laughs> And uh, I want to actually start with um, this is this is weird, but I want to start in with a uh, well a a Yahoo success story. I know, I know how weird that sounds to our regular <laughs> listeners, but it happens, and it's I, th- I think it's going to happen a lot more frequently. And is reported in the news this week. Yahoo closed a seven point six billion dollar deal to buy back all of its. Um, I'm sorry, to sell off all of its Alibaba shares. And through this deal, through this deal, beleaguered Yahoo shareholders are actually going to share in a windfall of approximately $3 billion. What do you think of how they're doing that? I mean, I, I've got to ask, because that, that isn't the way that Marissa had to take it as far as what happens to this money after. I mean, didn't have to do the deal to begin with, but um, what, what do you think about about the idea of of giving so much back uh, as far as as a percentage of the overall deal, so much back to the directly to the shareholders? What, what's your feeling on that? Why why is that the route they opted to go? Um, a couple of reasons, I would think. The Yahoo shareholders have put up with a lot over the last uh, three years, beyond the fact that. Yahoo share prices have fallen about half their value in the last five years. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you just put your mind back like three years ago when um, 
both Google and Microsoft were 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 fishing after Yahoo and Yahoo's board of directors and uh, management structure, then led by uh, by founder Jerry Yang, were turning down deals that would have been beneficial to Yahoo shareholders. Mm-hmm. Um, after they turned down the last Microsoft deal, the, the last Microsoft buyout offer, I should say, um, they they did accept a Microsoft deal um, under. Uh, Carol Bards, but um, after they turned down the last buyout offer, their sh- their stock prices plummeted. So you know, Yahoo shareholders have put up with a lot. They've, um, in many other instances, I think we would have literally seen pitchforks at shareholder meetings. Um, and I think that this is, uh, in doing this, Marissa Mayer has accomplished two goals. One. She's rid Yahoo of an an outstanding liability, or most of an outstanding liability in China, which is Alibaba. Mm-hmm. And she's this is a way, I guess, of not saying I don't want to say thank you, but this is a way of acknowledging investors' patience. Well, I think you're right. Perhaps. Oh. Lastly, Go I ahead. guess perhaps this may stave off. Um, Anticipated shareholder anger uh, in the in in the spring. You know what? I I think you're right. I mean, this does this has a variety of things, right? I mean, we we all know quarterly earnings and, and quarterly reports. I mean, obviously, this is going to be a, a big win for them. Um, we, I mean, you and I on the show, we we predicted this a good month or month or so ago. Not Alibaba specifically, but that this was going to be a a big thing. Marissa's um, sort of push was was cutting the fat out. Focus in on on what's really important to to the Yahoo business. What's making money? You know, Yahoo Finance, Yahoo Search, all that sort of stuff. That focus in um, and and get the job done. Um, and I, you know what? I, I I have to agree. I think it's a it's a great move on her part um, to keep these investors happy. Um, they're not going to want to liquidate because hey, what happens next? And when these big buyouts go in or or go down, you know, there's there's some reward for. Stand true, stay in the course, and and getting the job done. And of course, the last thing she needs is people abandoning Yahoo, like share, major shareholders abandoning Yahoo. And I mean, at, at the same time, this leaves her uh, well over a billion dollars just in the in the Yahoo war chest. Now, mm-hmm. uh, 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 a great article up on Search Engine Watch covering exactly this. What an interesting question, and I don't have an answer, but I, I'd be interested to hear if uh, if you do. There's a reason that you build up a war chest, right? I mean, there's there's you know putting some money aside for a rainy day, and then there's hey, I've got billions of dollars in my war chest, and that ain't rainy day walking around kind of money. Um, on on search engine watch, Miranda Miller had sort of talked about the idea that this may be in prep for acquis- future acquisitions, um, you know, future marketing efforts, things like that. What, what's your thought? Where, where do you think Yahoo is going to go with this? Now that they have a, a bit of money, the path is clear. I don't think this is the last of the of the sales of, um, you know, sort of properties that aren't working real well for them. What do you see as their course? Do you think, is this, would they keep that war chest towards purchasing new companies to add in? I don't think, personally, I don't think that's a great idea because you know, diversification in their case hasn't worked out all that well. Um, or, or do you see this as, you know, maybe they'll, they'll put this towards technology buys, technology enhancements, and, and maybe some user acquisition uh, marketing funds? You know, you know when you hire a new employee, how it takes them at least three or four months to get up to speed to get a grasp of the, of the company culture to um, you know get to know the clients and uh, 
you know, it really get to know the the environment they're working in. And this this is in smaller companies like like the one I run and the run you run, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it takes it takes a few months to get up to speed, right? Yeah. Imagine where uh, Marissa Mayer is coming into Yahoo. We've known for years that Yahoo is far too big for its business. It has too many divisions. It has, um, you know, warring fiefdoms amongst the uh, the various uh, departments at Yahoo. Um, it often had products that were actually competing with each other. So I think it's really too soon to tell what her intentions are except to consolidate winning services um, and, I guess, to, to start moving away from services that either were losing money or acting as a sort of liability, like you know, running the uh, third largest search business in China could be considered. Um, and I know that sounds weird, having a massive business in China, but Yahoo has been... Um, caught up in the rigmarole of Chinese law frequently enough that I could actually see that being a public relations liability. And I really can't see Alibaba making enormous sums of money in China given the stranglehold Baidu has on the market there. Right. Um, There's talk of her bringing search back. That feels right to me, but honest to goodness, it's too soon to tell if that's really where she was going to be going or not. Um, I think I think we'll have a better indication of that uh, come January or February, setting up for the second quarter. You're right. I mean, and, and it was funny because while I was reading it, I was like, I wonder what she has in mind. Because, well, you know Marissa. I know Marissa. I mean, this is a woman who thinks eight steps ahead. Um, oh, certainly. You know, constantly and, and weighing everything off. But but you're right. There There's a very good chance that, uh, that at this point her modus operandi is let's ditch the crap that isn't working. Yep, we'll build a war chest. Don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. We'll figure that out when we get there. Um, I mean, this was a very, very fast move for her. Um, you know, to, to, to get this done, to get it done that fast. I don't think you or I, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, anticipated this kind of, you know, we both predicted the, the sale of what wasn't working. I didn't predict it this fast. I mean, you enter into a negotiation like this, this is something she had to be doing at day one to have it, you know, sort of closed at this point. Um, so I, I think it's really interesting, but you're you're right. I mean, this may be something, you know, she's got some other, you know, personal things on the go right now, too, that, that may, you know, sort of slow things down a little bit, but... Uh, you mean that she's you know, going to be having a baby in seven months? Well, well, that 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 does you know put a twist on things, and that may also be part of why she's she's reacting that you know doing things as quickly. But you bring up a good point. It does take a while to get the corporate culture. It does take a while to figure out what's going on. So she may be going and going. Okay, we're just going to trim everything that isn't working. We'll figure out what we're going to build on once I get a better handle on stuff. But I sure know what isn't working. Um, and and you know, perk to her. Um, or, or you know, there's many of them to be had, but one of the big advantages she has is, of course, she's been monitoring this company. Yep, she's new to the culture, but she's been monitoring this company and, and how its finances work for years because they were a major competitor. Um, mm-hmm. So she, she, you know, whereas a year ago, she was probably looking at Alibaba going, this is fantastic, they're bleeding money into this thing. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, you know, going in, she knows where all the weak points are because they were perks to her a year ago, and now they're not. Now, we also know that that mayor is, I mean, she, she's known for doing her homework. She's also known for moving really quickly and really strategically. Um, 
this is the this is the kind of person who uh, can weigh a bunch of options very quickly and then make a very definite. And they might seem like spur of the moment, but very definite decisions very quickly. Um, but we also know that she's you know kind of very strategic in her planning. It came it came to light this week that um, she had given her fellow executives at Google exactly thirty minutes notice, half an hour before Yahoo announced she was going to be their new CEO. She told Larry and Sergey. Could you imagine? Wouldn't you love to have been a fly on the wall for that? Just to, you know, see how how quickly and how far their jaws dropped. Oh yeah, that would have been one of those. Oh, you'll never leave kind of moments, right? Like those people that you just sort of go, ah, you'll be here forever. Yeah, nope. Um, and I mean, we've discussed that. It makes perfect sense. I understand why she left. They dissed her bad. They did, and she's got exactly. I mean, she's she's doing exactly what it is she's built to do right now, um, yeah. and and she's doing it well. Now, do you think this is a step one? I mean, obviously, this is making big news. There's a reason why we're we're chatting about it. You know, probably right up to the first commercial break, maybe even a little bit after. But um, do you see this as sort of step one? Does she already have other deals on the go that she's working on to to sort of Bloody get rid hell, of more yes, properties? She we'll does. Yeah. yeah, of course she does. What they are, I have no idea. I've got I've got zero buzz. I have um I lost all of my internal people at Yahoo in the last couple shakedowns. I mean shakeups. Um so actually I don't even have any I don't even have anybody inside Yahoo giving me information anymore, which which kind of bites. And if there's any Yahooligans out there who want a free drink, like you know where to find me. <laughs> um But uh yeah, I like many of the old guard in the industry, I had you know, people I'd come to know who were working in Yahoo or working at Google. And, um, well, all my uh, quote-unquote air quote friends at Yahoo are no longer at the company anymore. So I have no idea. But, yes, no. I'm positive she's got something in the works. This is Marissa Mayer. Something, and I wouldn't have been able to say this even just a few months ago, something I'm predicting, and I'm sure you are too, is that over the coming months, um, you know, for, for an indefinite future. I have a feeling you and I are going to be mentioning the word Yahoo without chuckling after it for, for, for quite some time to come. Um, I'm seeing this one. I'm seeing it as a great move. Um, I, I was a little questioning when uh, when she went there originally, Marissa. Um, you know, just not knowing, okay, I know she's a bright woman. I, I know she can do some good things, but wow, is she, you know, hitting, you know, up to the wrong horse there. Um, but based on based on this move and what it sort of predicts for the future, I, I think it's, it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, and they've definitely made one to watch. The thing as a marketer, and I, I'm sure you're in the same boat with me here, is you sort of look at this and go, but what are they focusing on right we don't have that clear definition of okay and this is this is where we need to market with them now it's just that it's going to be exciting but where are they going to focus in on and i i'm really really looking forward to getting some greater inklings about okay what is she building not stripping the the fat away so that she can build but what is she building and i'm really really looking forward to that well we, we, we got to go to break in just a second but before we do i want to get one last point in here and um it's a little bit of fun with numbers here Dave, what would you do if I told you that for every 20 people passing on the street, I could get one of them to walk into your shop? I mean, that, that's, yeah. not, that's not bad. It's pretty cool, huh? People that go out there, pretty cool. and they actually they, they hire people to stand with, with signs on street corners 
hoping to draw one in 200 people into their shops. That's the average ratio, apparently, on sign spinners. Who'd have thunk it? Um, But if you're advertising or marketing through Yahoo Search, we're talking a good 5% of the... uh, the average, you know, internet users. Mm-hmm. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's one in 20 people. One in 20 people passing the street could be walking through the front doors of your store. Um, so I've never really given up on Yahoo as a means of driving search traffic. Um, although, I mean, now when you think of Yahoo and search traffic, you got to think of Yahoo slash Bing and search traffic. And now we're talking actually, you know, up, up close to 20% of the internet using public. So Yahoo was, you know, I would never give up on Yahoo. I mean, giving up on something like Ask, okay, that's like, you know, (laughs) one in a hundred people, given the rates we charge, that's not worth it for the clients. But one in 20, it's not bad. No, no, that's not bad indeed. And, you know, especially with sort of a a merge, if we're dealing with pay, you and I focus mainly on organic. You know, we both do some paid, but... Um, especially, you know, with the with the merged infrastructures <clears throat> for paid search, sure. you know, it is twenty percent. It is worth that extra time um, because you are dealing with uh, with both. You know, you can manage them both differently, but um, you know, it's it's worth that extra time. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing. I, I mean, we talked last week; huge things going on at uh, at Bing too. So it's it's really really exciting to see you know it go back to the world you and I you know sort of got our start in, which is. That it ain't just one. <laughs> There's actually work to be done in looking at multiple angles and which demographics are on which and um, well, you know, ranking reports that don't just have one engine on them anymore. You know, in many ways, I think we're, 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 we are back in that environment. And um, we can expand on that in the biggest way. But I think we have to do that um, in uh, two and a half minutes time because it's time for our first break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk, SEO, and this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned, friends. We're coming back, and we're talking about what it actually takes to do a full-scale promotion after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you losing money because of a poorly designed website? Frustrated by low conversion rates on your online campaigns? Then come to Conversion Conference East 2012. Rasco here for WebmasterRadio.fm inviting you to Conversion Conference East 2012, October 9th and 10th in my backyard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Learn strategies used by the world's top conversion, usability, and testing experts to turn more clicks into customers. Immerse yourself in two days of interactive learning from 33 breakout sessions and three incredible keynotes from landing page optimization guru Tim Ash, conversion scientist Brian Massey, and the brain lady Susan Weinshank. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 10% discount on your pass. When you register online at conversionconference.com with the promo code WMFM. Don't be left out. Join us at Conversion Conference East 2012, October 9th through 10th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Go to conversionconference.com or click on the Conversion Conference logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm website now. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcasts at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows, past and present, like SEO 101, Affiliate Buzz, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Read through our blog for continuous industry news and programming updates and socialize with us through all of our social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. Download the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, a must-have for every Internet marketer on Earth. Download it now from the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store today. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Back to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and it is the 20th of September, 2012. So... We went to break promising to talk about what it takes to do a full size, um, well, I guess, quote unquote, SEO campaign. And um, I guess this, this, this jogged, I, I got jogged into that, Dave, because you said something about like going back to the days when we were cutting our teeth back in the you know late 90s, uh, early 2Ks um, in the multi-search universe. Mm-hmm. And that made me think about, you know, we, we, were, we were joking before the show um, how... As agency owners, we have to do so much other work before we can jump into the work that we kind of assigned ourselves to do. Yep. Um, you know, I find I'm doing a lot of management work when, you know, I've got a whole bunch of SEO stuff that I want to do too. And that made me think. In the SEO world today, we're actually are working consistently in a multi-venue universe. It's not just about Google anymore. And even if it is just about getting the Google rankings from the SEO's perspective, there are so many other things you got to do now. You got to be working in Facebook. You got to be working in LinkedIn. You got to be working in Twitter and, um, you know, driving traffic through Pinterest to get the uh, time on site and numbers across site numbers pushed up. I mean, there are so many other venues beyond the work on and off page that used to focus on either individual documents within a website or the URL, the domain itself, that, you know, in many ways, David, it, 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 it 
it feels like we're working in the multi-search universe of yesteryear, except it's in yesteryear, it was always the same task groups we were doing. Now, it's multivariate task groups. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. And I mean... So you you bring up a, a an interesting parallel there, right? The the idea of you know back when we were getting our start, when you know you you actually cared about dogpile or whatever, um, you know, and, and having to sort of go at it from a, a multifacet campaign, um, you know, to a, a return to that where yes, you may be focused on one or two different things. You know, you might be focused on you know Facebook, you know, whatever page or advertising traffic and, um, you know, Google organic or, or whatever your, your mix is and, you know, based largely on your budget, but it is a multi-purpose campaign and you are having to monitor, as you called it, your Pinterest traffic in your, your LinkedIn traffic and, and your reputation management and this and that. So you still have a multitude of things you need to pay attention to. The disadvantage for, for us of, of sorts is that it's all to one goal. <laughs> if you're trying, if all your client at the time is concerned about is, say, Google organic rankings, I mean, just a, you should always go multi-avenue on your traffic sources, but that's all they're concerned about, you're still having to do mm-hmm. you know, a hundred different things just to get that one, but, and we've called it on the show before, um, and, and let's face facts, Google's driving this, we were chatting about Yahoo, you know, kudos for them, I, I see good things for them, but at the end of the day, Google gets to really drive what it is that the vast majority of, of people are doing. Um, what I'm loving to see is all of these things help as a whole, so we're almost forced now, because, you know, I was, as I noted, you know, you're having to do 100 things, drive Pinterest traffic, do this, that, the other thing to try and get um, just this organic traffic, but at the same time, it's driving traffic, Right? And you've got to love, I've got to love, I think every webmaster's got to love when you've got a diversified traffic source, you can, you can survive a lot more. Right? You can deal with a panda update that kicks in the butt a few positions or this, that, and the other thing because you, you've got this other traffic. So it almost builds in this, this back-end insurance policy of protection as long as you're doing it right and you are covering all these, these sort of avenues, not chasing the latest little game, but... Um, focused on on a large scale proper promotion that's that's built on reputation management, image, um, you know, organic search, paid search, all of this. Um, it just builds in that that safeguard, and I think that if any, I mean, if you're going to give a takeaway, and I'm sure this is you know on you, on me, same thing we would tell all of our clients is you kind of have to do it all. You have to cover your reputation. You have to cover you know link building and social media and. Uh, you know, content generation and all of this, just to make sure, yep, you might chase an algorithm with just one or two of those things, but if you do it all, you know, an algorithm shift will, you know, drop you a position or two, not a page or two, and, and I think this, it, it's created a universe where, yeah, we're paying attention to a lot of stuff, but if you pay attention to all that stuff, you can sleep a lot easier at night, um, and I think that's a, that's a big, a big key in, uh, you know, sort of takeaway, and and that's what's great about about this station and all all the you know. I mean, I listen to the shows that I'm not on. It's crazy, but I do, and it's a great thing as it covers the full spectrum. So you've got experts on each thing, sort of focusing on here's all the different avenues. If you understand it as a whole, which is I think what you and I try to cover a lot is okay. Let's piece all yeah. this stuff together for people. You end up with experts telling you individual things. Uh, you know, there's a few shows, you know, SEO 101 and stuff like that that, that sort of try and 
put it all together um, and, and help give people an understanding of how all the, the pieces sort of work together and, and you end up with a good, solid uh, solid campaign. So if I'm going to give a takeaway, it's listen to all this, the, the shows on, on this network because you'll, you'll get a full breadth of, of information from, from experts. Now, I found myself in an interesting position on Monday night. Um, so at, at 9 p.m., I was a guest slash host on uh, Michelle Stinson-Ross and my business partner, Alan Connect's weekly Twitter-based social chat. And if, if, if uh, listeners are interested, you could find that at hashtag social chat. Um, and there's an active uh, Twitter-based conversation about some form of either social media or internet marketing, 9 p.m., um, again, the hashtag is social chat. And so this is predominantly uh, uh, a social media marketing group, a SOMI group. I learned a new acronym this week, eh? So, <laughs> um, and uh, one of the questions was, and I'm paraphrasing, I apologize to the person who asked the question, I don't have the transcript in front of me, but one of the questions was along the lines, um, how do you see the um, SEOs and social media marketers working together? And I think that the, 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 the chat room was expecting me to reply while I see them as, like, you know, sister disciplines. One can do the other, which I don't. I absolutely don't think that. I think that they're teamwork disciplines. But I'm a techno geek. I'm pretty diplomatic and pretty good with people. But I am certainly not able to represent one of my clients' brands as well or authentically as they could themselves. But um, I have a social media management team on, on, on Digital Always staff, on, on, on my team, and they have to work really closely with the uh, SEO team because there's certain documents or certain products that we want to promote now. But again, as SEOs, we're not necessarily good at doing that promotion via social media world, so... We either have third-party or in-house experts who do that and then act as player coaches for our clients. Um, and trying to explain this to – actually, it was, it was, it was it, the social media people got it immediately. They understood. Um, I think they were actually quite complimented. Weird how the social media people sort of see SEO as like a granddaddy industry. And right. uh, you know what? I think that's what, that's what we've kind of become. In, in all of uh, the web marketing world, we're kind of like the granddaddy quarterbacks now. Do you have well, that feeling in your practice? I, I do. I mean, that's and and it's an interesting thing. And and you called it really interestingly in in calling it a granddaddy sort of sort of aspect of things. It, I I try not to think of myself as that old, but I got to face facts at some point. You are. That's uh, <laughs> in high school, dude. It's true. Um, I mean, it's it's you know one of the interesting things that I I find about it, and it's it's almost unfortunate of sorts, um, is that we are sort of viewed that way, whereas. I see it a lot like you do where these are these are lateral things and there's there's this inherent well you've been doing this longer so you must know it kind of aspect of things well you you were around when Facebook was launching so you must know it um, and I don't know I know for myself and and you may have different experiences and, and each individual you know there are Leonardo da Vinci's who have both sides I lean much more towards the logic mathematics etc side right so so my tendency and it's why SEO and and you know paid search and analytics work well in my brain is it's data right i mean i i happen to have a, a perk of you know i can write fairly fairly reasonably and stuff like that so okay you know i can but, write but titles you, you all that, but, the data. but i 
I go, I lean on numbers um, and, and, and the math and that, you know, organic, it's, it's a formula, right? I mean, you, nobody knows it all. Well, we, we all know that the, the good old SEO champion, he did, but... Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, but, you know, nobody knows all the points, but it is a formula, right? So you're, you, there's an inherent mathematics in it, even if you don't know exactly what the algorithm may be in, even if by the time you figured it out, it's going to be eight, you know, generations later, by the time somebody could reverse engineer it, perk to Google. Um, whereas social media, to me, lends a lot more... Um, on, it's almost an instinct, right? Like the, the people I found that are best at it just have a natural understanding of how, and to your point, this is why clients, if they're well-spoken, can generally do it better, um, or social media strategists who understand the client's product perfectly and their, and their brand perfectly, because it's a lot of instinct of, here's who we are, here's what we need to present, um, you know, here's who our clients are, here's what they need to to be to sort of have it's not the same mathematics that we deal with we can look at the analytics and see what happened and go okay this works well but to have that instinct to go in and go these are the kind of followers we need this is the kind of demographic that we need this is how we get those people here's how they're interacting here's how i can respond to the way they're interacting takes a takes a different sort of um, sort of brain and a much more creative side i, I liken it more you know sort of a bridge between um, a purist SEO, um, you know, and the, and the math uh, type people and the designers, and, and they end up having to fall somewhere in between where they can understand analytics and this and that, but they need to understand design and what appeals and, and you know, the, the sort of creative language and going, you know, kangaroos on unicycles, right? Like the, the sort of interesting sort of twist that they have to put on things, a great deal of respect for them. Um, and it is interesting that because they came in later, they naturally are, are predisposed to having a, a respect for the SEOs because the SEOs were there first, um, yeah. you know, and then for years. I had an interesting experience uh, this morning. I had a half-hour meeting with uh, with our social media manager, and we're editing a, um, a profile that we're creating for one of our clients. And um, as we're going through the edit... I find that, you know, I, I'm saying, well, I want it to look like this, and I want it to be like this, and you know, I'm getting my big boss editor's uh, hat on here, right? <laughs> and yep. there's a little voice in the back of my mind saying, yeah, you know what you want, but, you you know, you also know that you don't know the environment as well as this person does. Um, and it was, it, was, it was one of those wonderful, I love having these revelation moments in my head where, you know, you get to take a step back and go, yeah, I do have a lot to learn still. Oh, very true. And and sometimes you get too close to something. And, you know, good catch on your part to go, wait, I don't know this as well as they do. Because you do, as a boss, you have that instinct. You know? Just like our clients do to us that drives us crazy. <laughs> I'm sure all of you as clients is, I need to touch it just to touch it. Right? I need to put my thumbprint on this thing. Right? And this is instinct to go, well, I, I need to make this something that I've created. Um, well, rather actually- than... In my world, I have to do it because I'm Jim Hedger, and the clients ex- um, honestly expect I have a touch on the writing, which is a reasonable <laughs> expectation. That, that is a reason. Not to say that our writers aren't good. Our writers are damn good. But and if they're listening, like, please don't hate me for saying that. Okay, like, really, you really are damn good, and I love you all. Um, <laughs> but uh, but there is an expectation, right? Well, there is. But if you ended up, say, with one of your writers and and i've seen this with with clients i've seen this with with myself and my instinct to do things if i end up with a with a a press release for example that's written perfectly it just it just is exactly what it's supposed to be would i change it just 
Oh, God, no, of course not. But you Change it. it. Nope. You I need it. to prove it. I need to do that. Well, yeah, well, exactly. And and that's, I think, where if you can, as a as a boss, as a, and tip to any, any you know, clients of, of SEOs out there who may be listening, if you actually see something and judge it and go, hey, yeah. I trust these people, and this is this is you know this represents what I want. Well, you don't need to change it just just for the sake of putting a word in. <laughs> and I think you know you and I I think have been in the business long enough, and, and have been employers long enough to have gotten that. But I'm sure you had to fight that instinct early on, where it's just like oh, I want to change it this way. Well, well yeah, but it yeah, doesn't make it better. Why am I doing that? <laughs> why are why are we hiring experts to do expert work if we're going to be going in and messing with everything they do? Right. We might as well just be, you know, our own people and, you know, a one-man show and just do it all ourselves anyway. Which is um, impossible. Now, I, I, we do got to jump to break in a second, but uh, to, to illustrate the impossibility, I did, a con- I did a content inventory for another client that we've been working on. It's about three and a half months we've been into this contract. We've got a good um, seven months left on it. We've already created, uh, no kidding. We have already created over 25,000 unique documents for this client that are now out there on the web in a three-and-a-half-month period. And so there is no way a single operator can do the mammoth <laughs> job. I'm lucky if I get half a document done a day. I'm getting so old. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> anyway, on that. Well, I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a very, very big challenge. <laughs> well, indeed. I mean, again, um, any uh, the, the days of the individual SEO shop, and I think I said this a couple years ago, I might have said it last year, I'm saying it again, the days of the individual operator, I think they're over. And if there is an individual operator out there who knows the right formula, let me know, because, uh, um, well, it's always good to have this knowledge in one's back pocket. But seriously, <laughs> the days of the individual operator, I don't, know, I don't know how people can do it anymore. And well, still you know what? provide a level of service. That may be an interesting show for us to have is have a couple of these people on our show and actually go, how do you, as an individual, without the resources of an agency, do this? Maybe there's a show for us. We should definitely look into that. And we have two and a half minutes in which we can look into that coming up right now because, <laughs> friends, we got to take a commercial break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, you're listening to Webcology on the 20th of September, 2012. It, uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Join me, Dave Davies from Digital Always Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Sorry, bro. <laughs> no Stick worries. around. We're coming back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. WebmasterRadio.fm, keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's the 20th of September. We're moving into our last segment of the hour. And Matt Cutts... Does it to us again. He brings back, I mean, like, okay, keywords. Like, keywords. Keywords are back in SEO again. <laughs> I, 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 okay, so, like, and, and uh, you, could, you could probably hear me gasping for air because, oh, my God, do I hate keywords. Um, but according to uh, Miranda Miller in today's uh, Search Engine Watch, if you're working Google News, you're going to be working with keywords. Damn it. Yeah, and I think I'm just going to, because you, you refer to it as keywords, I know what you're saying. You know, I think a lot of people do, but just to, just, just to clarify, oh. we're referring to the, to the keyword meta tag. I apologize, yeah. keyword meta tag. Because uh, I, um, I think as it. SEOs, we've always worked with keywords. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> keyword meta tag. My apologies. Um, yeah, and I mean, it, it's an, well, I guess to... to sort of cover the news uh, of it or, or the point of it before we get into a discussion. Uh, Matt Cutts has come out saying on, on news there's now a special meta tag. Head on over to Search Engine Watch. You can read more details on the thing. Um, but it's basically built for news and it's a, it's a specific, it's for news accredited um, websites and it's the news underscore keywords meta tag. Um, doesn't affect, you know, general organic, you know, you're selling an acne cream or you're, you know, doing real estate. This isn't for you. Um, sort of websites, but it's a it's a keyword tag for news stories. Um, personally, and, and, and I'm interested to hear yours, and I, I won't say why, I want to hear your take on it. Personally, love it. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down with it, too. I'm fine with it. It's for uh, news. Um, it's to be expressed inside of uh, you, the XML sitemap you... Um, you submit with your with Google News... Um, or you submit to get to get listings into Google News. Um, my problem is, well, you know, you we every SEO and SEM firm has those clients who um, want to obsess over keywords and then need the long explanation as to why one should never obsess over keywords. And so, you know, as Miranda writes in uh, in her article. Um, 
get ready to explain why keyword meta tags still don't matter to the vast majority of clients. But um, you know, from a from a spotting um, or or conglomerating story topics point of view, I, I can see why Google's using them. Yeah, I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. And in the news function, a lot of the ranking algorithms, you know, this I know this has to do with trust. And, you know, I mean, it, it differs. CNN is the site that's showing up. It's not some, you know, small site that happens to have a blog and tagged, you know, named the subdomain news and tagged it with news, right? I mean, it's there, there's a different algorithm at play for, for news um, that has a, a much stronger trust aspect that I would, you know, hazard to guess is much more hand-picked um, than, you know, say the, the the standard algorithms. I think in this case it works great because you, you have news producers who are, um, you know, writing a story about... I don't know the, the the video that leaked um, from Mitt Romney, for for example. Um, well, writing into that content, Obama. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe you could, but you know, and and you probably you know maybe include his reaction, but not by necessity. You you may not necessarily in that case want to write that in. But does it relate? Does somebody searching for say Obama in the news area? would they be interested in reading this? Should this be something that shows up? Um, and I would hazard, I mean, this may not be the best example, but it's a decent one, that the answer is yes, that this is relevant for, for things like Obama or things like 2012 election, although it may not be worded. To me, it gives the, the news writers and journalists and editors a lot more latitude to write the way they're supposed to um, and then you know, show up for phrases that... Uh, may not necessarily be usable in that content easily um, in, in good journalism, but that would still be relevant to it. But so to me, it's, it's, a, it's a big win. Um, and, I mean, heck, the whole keyword tag would be a great idea for, you know, as, as SEOs, we all stuck to what we were supposed to be doing, right? I mean, the keyword tag's a good idea, um, but it just got it so abused that it, it couldn't be used anymore. But I think in this instance where we're dealing with a different type of site um, and a different type of query, it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. And um, I mean, Google will have hundreds of incidents of the exact same story that it will make available to you if you look up something on Blue Widgets or whatever news to show the news of the day is. And that's because it calls, you know, virtually every major newspaper in the world to get these stories. Now, just think of the, all that data. And, and more importantly, think of historically. Um, remembering the topic of all that data you know mm. um I, I can see the keyword tag being important here and again it's for news only and it's getting stuck inside the site map and we are oh my god how do we do that we're almost out of time <laughs> if only dave if only there was a conference or a series of conferences one could go to to learn how to create <laughs> and how to use the keywords tag in the uh News XML sitemap, and there is, and even if you can't go, you can still go. In uh, over at Search Engine Journal today, I uh, I noticed that um, Brett Tabke at PubCon has announced virtual PubCon. Can't make it to Vegas this uh, this October. That's okay. You don't have to. Although I'm telling you, it's PubCon is not to be missed. It's it's one of those shows that you've got. I mean, if you're serious SEO, you have to be there. You have to have representation there. Um, but if you can't make it, and a lot of us can't, you can get virtual video access to all of the breakout sessions for a low price. And then again, 
given the quality of information at PubCon, $299 to uh, go see all the breakout sessions. You can upgrade it um, for about, you know, upgrade it with another $200. So we're looking at about $500. Full pass. Um, full pass for all video from stemming from 2012 PubCon. Um, if anyone's interested, go to the pubcon.com site, check it out, or check out Mr. Elsonson's Ross, Ross's article in Search Engine Journal today. Um, I'm Brett, dude. Way to go. I mean, that's, this is a cool move. It is. I love it. I think it's a, a great idea. And you're right. I mean, there's so many great conferences out there. I mean, heck, I'm going, uh, I'm speaking at one next week at Digital World Expo, but you can't get to them all. Um, and PubCon is a great one. And isn't it a shame when you have to miss ones like that? I think it was a, an outstanding move on his part. I think I can't stress enough, you can't stress enough, if you can get their due. More than half the value is in being able to ask the questions, talk to the speakers, talk to each other. Um, and, and, nah, it's uh, kicking DK at poker. That's half the value. <laughs> okay, maybe I, I'm referring to it from a you have to justify this to your boss at expenses kind of way. Um, that it isn't a lateral, but if you can't make it, it is a great idea um, and access to some outstanding information. Absolutely. Now, again, it's, it's not about kicking BK at poker, although that's definitely a bonus. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, PubCon is all about the information and all about, you know, um, networking with a very high – I mean, PubCon is a lot like uh, the SMX Advanced, except it's, it's held in Vegas and everybody's drunk. Um, <laughs> so you'll get more information then. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, Las Vegas is a city that um, you just want to get drunk in. Well, Seattle is a city where being drunk helps you cope. Um, <laughs> sorry, Seattleites. Okay, we've done it. I can't believe this. Um, we are being informed that we have a news break coming up any second now. So, friends, thanks for joining us on uh, Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always. We listen to Webcology September 12th, 2012 edition. Stick around. We got news coming up and we got some great content coming up on webmasterradio.fm. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm.